and welcome again to the PCBC Throwback Thursday podcast. My name is Breland and I'm here with, <laughs> I'm here with two very special guests. We have Pastor Sean and Hello. Bailey Keels. Oh. It's a it's a family affair today. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I'm so excited that they're with us on the podcast today and we're going to be talking about Pastor Bill's message from this past Sunday and I'm really excited that Bailey's here because we're still in our series called Praise and Thanksgiving, and we've been f- focusing on praise throughout the month of October. And this past Sunday, Pastor Bill was referencing the verse in the Bible that talks about worshiping in spirit and in truth. And Bailey, this has been really influential in her journey, especially here recently, and she just has some awesome wisdom about this verse and then how it's applied to her life. So, Bay, would you share with us kind of how that's shaped your journey? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, I love worship, specifically through song. Um, there was a period of time that I led worship in our student ministry, and now I'm still a part of the, the team um, on the weekends. And so, I have kind of just been on this journey of like breaking down what worship means and how to live like a worshiper, not just when I'm leading through song, but also just as, as how it pertains to my entire life. And I remember this season it started a couple years ago of just praying this prayer and asking the Lord to search my heart and point out in me like what offended him so that I could um, better honor him and better please him in like striving to live this life of worship. And I feel like he kind of showed me some things that I really kind of didn't want to see, honestly. <laughs> um, he kind of showed me that I had some, some issues with pride and um, through that kind of showed me that I couldn't like effectively worship him with a heart of pride you know but to be someone who like truly worshiped him I needed to get rid of that pride and so he took me a lot um, back to that passage talking about worshiping in spirit and in truth and as I kind of studied it I feel like it really impacted my journey because like spirit it's that sacred place that's just between me and God um, or just between you and God like nobody can be in that space with me it's it's really a sacred space and truth is kind of twofold I feel like um, one is worshiping Jesus as the truth for he is the truth you know like big T um, we live in a world where there are so many like truths here and there but really truth is Jesus and, mm. and Jesus Amen. is truth and so that's really important to know as we move forward <clears throat> talking about worship um, it's just understanding who he is and yeah. what that means to us but I feel like there's like another another way um, to look at that also is like truth as in transparency about mm-hmm. being honest about the condition of my heart before him. And if I'm not honest before him, then I can never grow in seeing who he is and, mm-hmm. and growing in worship and, and getting rid of those things that don't honor him because to deal with it and to offer it to him, you have to be honest about what's really there. Yeah. And so I feel like that is why that passage has been such a huge part of my journey and And there's this um, verse in Psalm that I love, and and the reference is escaping me right now, but it just says, um, the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. And I really love that verse because it was written in the time of the Old Covenant where like offering, burnt offerings and sacrifices were like a huge part of worship. And it's just that picture to me that's like what's so important to God is our honesty before him um, 
And so, yeah, I mean, that to me is why it's been such a big part of my journey is just that reminder. I love that. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Thanks. Good stuff. Thanks. <laughs> Pastor Sean, what's one thing or some things that stood out to you from Sunday? It, he gave three points. Pastor Bill did? Yeah. Uh, worship is designed by God, it's defined by God, and worship is all about God. Mm -hmm. I, I want to center in for a moment on the worship is all about God. And really in Bailey's testimony now, we, we hear that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she recognized that it was not about her. Yeah. That it was about God. And when she uh, became transparent before the Lord, uh, he helped her overcome even herself mm. and to be a more faithful and obedient worshiper, yeah. uh, which is what he desires. He desires to be the center of our life and to be on the throne of our life, uh, to be the object of uh, all that we are and who we are. So in that, uh, over uh, since Sunday, I've been uh, thinking through uh, what it really looks like for life to be all about God. And I, I, I was thinking that our life is challenged. You know, we, one of the things that we share in common is people uh, deal with the trials of life. We are all either going through a trial or we have all been through a trial and very likely we will all go through a trial. So we're in one or a few of those uh, places as in we've been through trials, maybe we're going through it and we definitely will go through it. And we're to approach them as we go through life as a worshiper, mm -hmm. not a complainer. You know, woe is me, this happened. Woe is me, I don't understand it. Why, why, why? Instead, I, I think we need to begin to answer, ask the question, how can I honor God through this trial? Because James says in James 1, consider it pure joy, brothers, or God's people, men, women, boys, and girls, when you face trials of many kinds. James didn't say consider it pure joy if you face trials. Mm -hmm. He says, when you face trials of all kinds, then he goes on and he talks about how these trials are designed to make us a little more the way God designed us. They're developed perseverance, and, and perseverance will become complete so that we can become the people of God that he called us to be. Well, how do we do this? Well, to do this, we need to face trials that come on a regular basis, consistent basis, uh, many times on a daily basis at different levels, the way Jehoshaphat led the people of God to in 2 Chronicles 20. Mm -hmm. so, so what I would call this, just the, the title of our, our time for the next few minutes, is Worshiping Through the Warfare. You know, the series before this, Pastor Bill uh, talked about Ephesians 6 and putting on the full armor of God, and, and he reminded us that life is a battleground. The devil has waged war on us, John 10, 10. He, he, he seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal our joy. He, he wants to rob us of our passion and our purpose in life to live for the Lord. And he wants to destroy our effective witness so that we can't be the witnesses God called us to be in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and uttermost parts of the earth. He doesn't want us to be disciple makers. He wants us to... Um, be denied the opportunity of really representing God well. So there's a war that wages against our effective witness to keep us from being worshipers of God. And 
as we go through this, we would do well to learn from Jehoshaphat. Let, let me share a couple of verses as we kind of get an overview of what's going on in 2 Chronicles verse uh, starting or Second Chronicles chapter 20, starting in verse 1. It says the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Meunites, all the Ike cousins got together. <laughs> I, I, that's a little paraphrase there. All the Ike cousins got together and came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Now, Jehoshaphat was leading God's people, specifically the people of Judah. In verse 2, it says some people came and told Jehoshaphat a vast army. Remember, we're talking about a spiritual war that even we're in today says, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazazon, Tamar, that is in Gidi. Now, notice uh, what takes place in verse 3. Jehoshaphat, when he learns uh, that uh, the evil forces are coming against God's people, verse 3 says, alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and proclaimed a fast for all people of Judah. That's verse 3, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3. If we want to be worshipers, even in the war of life, because Satan is our greatest enemy, and Peter tells us that he prowls around like a lion seeking for one to devour. And Pastor Bill reminded us this past Sunday that he's not some ugly... Um, pitchfork, red, pointy-eared, fang-looking, demonic monster. He comes as an angel of light, mm -hmm. as a disguise to the people of God, trying to make it look really good so that we would be, because we're too smart to go for something that ugly, mm -hmm. so that we wouldn't be pulled away. Well, how can we not be pulled away? We must do what Jehoshaphat did. Notice what it said when he was alarmed, that the warfare, that the battle was on. It says, he inquired of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. His first response is often our last resort. Mm -hmm. We often, the church today, we often choose prayer like we choose a spare tire. We use it if we have a flat. But notice the first thing that he did, not his last resort, was he inquired of the Lord. He went to the Lord in prayer. And what was the temperature of his prayer. Let, let me go on in verse 4. He said, The people of Judah came together to seek the Lord for uh, their help. Indeed, they came from everywhere in the town of Judah to seek him. To put that in our contemporary context, that would mean when we have a prayer meeting, the church would show up, not five or six people that typically do when we have prayer meeting on Sunday night, or, or when we have a Sunday night prayer meeting and we might have 120 people. No, the church would show up. The 700 that show up on Sunday morning would show up to pray because we believe God honors prayer and we believe God needs to be on the throne of our life. There's a lesson for us to learn there. And I'm saying us, that's me. When I do this, there are a few more fingers pointing back at me. That is a lesson we need to learn. And that is that we would seek God in prayer personally, but also corporately. And corporately means the body, not just a few in the body, but the body would come out and would pray on Wednesday nights. It wouldn't just be a hundred people sitting around praying. No, it would be the church would come out and would pray. Now, what did this prayer lead to? If we continue in, they get a message from the Lord. Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. So I believe the Lord would say to us, do not be afraid or discouraged 
because of this vast army, for us he would say because of the battle that you're going through now, the trial, the temptation, the challenge, what you don't understand, what seems to be bigger than life itself, do not be afraid or discouraged. Listen to this part, last part of verse 15. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Let's go back to the third thing Pastor Bill taught us this Sunday. Worship is all about God. With the battle that we face in life, God's got it taken care of for the battle is not ours than God. Why would we not put God on the throne of our life and let him handle the battle? Hmm. Why would we take it ourselves? So we need to begin our day the same way Jehoshaphat faced his day of battle and inquire of the Lord. And maybe even as they did and declare a fast so that we would deny ourselves some of these uh, physical things that would capture our attention and wholly devote all that we have to the Lord so that we might hear from him. And as we hear from him, let's continue to listen to what he might say to us in verse 17. You will not have to fight this battle. What? <laughs> you will not have to fight this battle. This is a war that's going on. A, literally, a physical, but it was a spiritual, but it, it, it uh, showed itself in a physical manifestation in 2 Chronicles 20. But the Lord says, you won't have to fight. And so he says it to you and to me. It's a fight we don't have to take up. We just have to rest in the power of the one who can save us and sustain us. Now listen to this. You will not have to fight the battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord your God. Now, I, and in a second, we're going to see what it means by take up the positions and stand firm. And, and that's going <laughs> to tie this knot beautifully with what Pastor Bill's been talking about. He says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Continues to reiterate this. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. In other words, when challenge comes, don't go tuck and hide. Embrace the challenge with the Lord's help. How do we embrace it? Verse 18. Let's look at the position that Jehoshaphat and the armies of God took. Beautiful, beautiful picture of how we are to handle the battles of everyday life. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground. Wow, that's a posture we don't see very often in the American church today. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground. That wasn't bowing down to the enemy. That was bowing down to the one that was fighting the battle for him. Almighty God. It was putting God in his rightful place on the throne of his life, and so should we. And all the people of Jerusalem, that'd be the church today, fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some of the Levites uh, from the Kohite, Kohathites and the Korahites, some of the Goodite brothers, stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Notice it said they praised the God of Israel with a very loud voice. Pastor Bill said we could be loud and still not be praiseworthy, and we could be quiet and still be praiseworthy. It's a matter of the heart. But if the heart leads us to be expressive, whether in voice or visibly through our body, we should not be concerned about what others would think about it. We should go with what our heart leads us to do. And if that means to praise the Lord with a loud voice, we are to shout with an exclamation of praise. If it means to raise our hands in complete devotion to the Lord in unbelievable submission, then we need to raise our hand. How the Lord would lead us we need to be sure that we respond. And then Jehoshaphat said to the people, listen to me, people of Jerusalem, have faith 
in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in the prophets. That was those who wrote the scripture, who foretold what God uh, would do. For us, that would be the Bible as we look back to what the, has been written that the prophets have said. So we're to have faith in God and look to his word and believe his promises. And then it says we'll be successful. After consulting the people, listen to this. Jehoshaphat appointed men. Now, he's getting ready to appoint them to take up the positions of warfare. He appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, now this is what it, this is what the commander said to the army, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And they began to sing and praise the Lord to set ambush against the men of Amnon and Moab and Mount Seir invading, and they defeated them. How did they defeat them? Not with the weapons of conventional warfare. They, can, they defeated them by praising God, how are we going to defeat our enemy, the devil, daily as we face the challenges of life? It will come through praise, and it starts in prayer. All right. Woo! I'm fired up. I don't know how you could not be fired up after that. Stuff. Thank you so much for joining us on the Throwback Thursday podcast. Thank you, Pastor Sean. Yes. Thank you, Bay, for being with us today. We cannot wait to continue on right. in this series on Sunday morning. We're going to wrap up our part on praise. Yep. Well, we're going to wrap up talking about it on Talking Sunday about morning. it, but we're not wrapping it up. Not okay. at all. Not even close. Uh, so we can't wait to see you here. If you can't join us physically, remember you can always catch us online at pcbc.tv. And so we hope you have an awesome rest of your day and a great rest of your week. And as always, remember that God loves you, and so do we. Have a great week. <laughs>